Welcome to another episode of the Flow Road Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez. And on today's show, I have my co-host, not my cousin Dan. And we're going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, if you're new to the show, head on over to our website, theflowroadpodcast.com. There, you can find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy some merchandise and support the podcast. So this is just a little spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, here's your spoiler alert. We're about to talk about all the details. So I hope you like this episode. Now on with the show. Yeah, we're just talking and shit. Um, we always do that, though. Yeah. <laughs> we always do that. We always get on and then just shoot the shit for like 30, 40 minutes. And one of us is like, aren't we supposed to be recording a podcast? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's the dude, whole reason is- we're doing this thing. Yeah. This is not about love or, or friendship or, or or any of that. This We're here for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Although we forget what that purpose is every now and then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I ever knew. I don't think I don't know if I have a purpose. Uh, my purpose is to make the podcast, but I know I don't have a, like a mission for the podcast. Oh, you know, isn't it crazy though? Sometimes you think about like think about all throughout your life, right? There have been plenty of moments where, at least for me, I don't know if this is universal, but there have been plenty of moments where I have been like this is my purpose <laughs> and then you you plunge everything you have into that and you spend a bunch of time on it and then you know maybe you start getting there you know you start achieving that purpose and all of a sudden you realize oh boy oh oh no i was wrong i yeah. was totally wrong yeah i just burned the last 10 years of my life fuck yeah. You how know. do how do I get out of this now? How do I get out of this? How do I extract from this purpose? Because this is I am I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we're at with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take us ten years. It only took us about a couple, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, let me start. So, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otravez. And today on the show, I have my co-host, my wingman, the man, the legend, not my cousin Dan. <laughs> What's Sobranos, up? cabron. You forgot <laughs> my name for a couple seconds. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was, I was trying to. <laughs> yes, I did. But, I, but yeah. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play it off. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna name. I was gonna. You know. You were gonna you. say. You were gonna say primo. <laughs> Oh, fucking Primo. I, I almost called him. I said, hey, man, you want to jump on here? But I was like, nah, it's all right. Only yeah. because, only because I, you know, I wanted one, just you and me. I'm going to yeah, do one, hey, just me I, and him next week. I no can more. appreciate that. I yeah. can appreciate that totally, dude. Yeah. Let's dude. try to, it's been a while since I've been on, man. It's, it, yeah. it's been a couple of episodes. Well, it, it feels weird. It's uh I think the last time you were on was was it was it the Loteria episode? I think it might have been the Loteria, yeah. Cuz and that you see the the funny thing about that is we recorded that mid December. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't release it until a little later. But yeah, we recorded that mid December. And then when we got into the new year, I just been doing all these uh, like mindset uh, new year's resolution type uh conversations. Right. And uh, man, some of those have been 
I mean, I shouldn't say some of them. Yeah. All of them have been amazing. Um, we already and, did New Year's resolutions, I think, at least once. You yeah. Know and I got I, I dug in deep on the New Year's resolutions, and I think like twelve people listened to that episode, and I was really <laughs> disappointed because it's like, no, I, I poured myself into that. I got really vulnerable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, that happens a lot on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the all the best episodes, all of my favorite episodes, are the ones that I'm sure people are like, "Fucking this guy again." Turn it on. <laughs> well, listen to my life story. I'm not my cousin Dan, and then it's like. Oh, well, I, I, I wonder they turn on this American life or some shit. You know, the other thing I, I looked at at one point I was looking and I got to go back to looking at is I wonder if it has something to do with the music I put in. Oh, like, I wonder, I wonder if like, because some of them I could tell, like, uh, depending on the, on the service, I can see when they drop off and some of them like last 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, well, yep. motherfuckers, you didn't even get past, you know, me giving the website. You know, like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, so, you know, what made you think, fuck this? You know, like, I'm thinking maybe. So what it well, is, dude, as a guy who works in marketing, right? You know what the answer to that question is? You will never fucking know. Oh, dude. I thought when you people and, <laughs> and, you know, you, you work in web development. I'm sure that you you look at like page stats and stuff like that and see mm -hmm. drop off statistics. And, it, and it's like. It doesn't matter how much A-B testing you do. It doesn't matter what you do. That rate will always stay the same. Yeah. It does not matter because whatever is making people drop off, there's too many different things going on. And it like you can't just you can't test each and every one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the end, there's also the whole like, well, maybe it's not even about you. Maybe it's just no, like, eh, I don't have time for this right now. Right. You know? Maybe it's like they, they hit play and they're like two and a half hours. Fuck this. Yeah. I was looking for 30 seconds or 30 yeah. minutes or something. Yeah. Right. I, so yeah. there, there could be all kinds of reasons and some of it may not even be pertaining to us. Um, but it's weird because uh, I've noticed that some of the jujitsu episodes and some of the MMA episodes do really well, partic particularly John Lawrence's episodes, they all are like the best episodes. Yeah. Like yeah. on every, on every streaming that service. He's got a following. He's got yeah. a following. Between, between you and me, we got no following. We got nobody who's in, I mean, shit, I haven't even been on Facebook in like the last month. The first time I got on Facebook in the last month was because all of a sudden, like there's message, I'm getting text messages from you that somebody's <laughs> messaging us on Facebook. And that's the only reason I've been on Facebook for like the last month. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the other thing too, is like, like, uh, for a long time, I was like, I'm afraid to put this on the, on, on the internet. Oh, yeah. You know, because we're going to get famous and then my job is going to find out. Yeah. Like, first no, of all, I, I want to put this podcast out so that nobody listens to it. <laughs> I don't I got, want an audience. I got my wish. <laughs> yeah, you got your wish, buddy. Yeah. No, people listen, but it's just like it. it's not the 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 waterfall, the fucking gushing, you know, wonder, audience that I thought it would be. I wonder if this still happens because in the early days, well, the earlier days of YouTube, 
before people really were becoming like YouTube stars, you know, like right at the point where, where YouTube started to take off in that way, where, where you had people who were all of a sudden getting these huge followings. There were like, a, I remember this phenomenon. There were a bunch of YouTube channels out there where people had poured a lot of time and effort into their, into their channels and had nothing or like no traffic. And then all of a sudden, like videos that were like 10 years old started popping yeah. and, and, and like, like channels that were dead, that people had just totally straight up given up on all of a sudden people started finding their, finding their stuff. Like, like uh, Google changed the YouTube algorithm and, and what and people started finding videos and like you had these these really old videos all of a sudden like having a second life maybe that's going to happen maybe that's the flow roll way is is we just give up on this in 15, <laughs> 15 years from now people are like oh let's i found this covid podcast i found i found this p- podcast born out of covid boredom <laughs> you know well dude check this out so actually I- this your your podcast predates COVID, right? It it does, but like by two months. Yeah. Like I started, I believe, like January or something like that. And then we were in lockdown. Yeah. Um, but one funny thing is uh I have this on this topic, I have this one video on Instagram and it's 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 got uh this guy his name is harry mack right it's i think one of the ones that has the most likes it's got like 30 40 likes or something right uh i think it's like 30 likes and i was just looking at it now it only has about a thousand views but people keep looking at it and it just keeps popping up keeps aggregating yeah exactly for and it has something to do with i think with the song right Mm -hmm. i picked this uh rapper who does who raps right off the top of his head his name is harry mack he's awesome by the way and so like he'll jump on something called smuggle smuggle smug i don't know some some chat thing where he can like actually have a conversation and it's like a social media thing so he he does basically a a zoom with people he doesn't know and so he'll talk to these people and then he'll be like give me three words and they'll give him three words and then he raps and then says and inter interweaves the, the the words that they were given him so i took one of his raps and threw it on in one of my videos with me or with the kids rolling mind you i have a bunch of these for whatever fucking reason this one keeps getting more and more likes and i'm just like it's not 30 and i'm like why does it keep doing that it's the only one that gets any attention and, and i'm like and- of all, and the you know, you think content. that would translate, right? You think it would translate into people. People keep watching that video. You think every once in a while of all those people coming to that video, they'd be like, oh, I like this video. Let's see what else this guy's putting out there. No, no, yeah. never happens. No, no. It, it happens like once or twice. But, you know, like uh, it, is, it goes back to the kind of conversations you and I have had about we should concentrate the podcast on being one subject, you know, and I'm like, well, but, you know, because we have essentially three podcasts in one. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have time for three podcasts. Right. And yeah. I would get and, sick of the one subject. Right. Yeah. I don't I think in that way, you're probably a lot like me where, look, I have my passions and interest in life. I do, you know, 
but there is not one thing that I give enough of a shit about to like carve my entire life around. Like I love music, but there is no band or like, like there's, I don't give enough of a shit about to like (laughs) shape my life around it. You know? Yeah. I, I love movies. Yeah. But, but if, if I had to sit here and do strictly movie, like just movie podcast after movie podcast after movie podcast, I would get to a point where I'm like, Edgar, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Well, I think the other thing too, is, is like, we're supposed to talk about Spider-Man for, for example, today. Oh yeah. But we've already burned like 15 minutes, not talking about Spider-Man. Exactly. And it's just like, because we could do whatever the fuck we want with this podcast. (laughs) You know? Right. Nobody cares. You know? Right. And and like genuinely, we care. like you know? like uh, you know what we we get like an average of what probably like eighty listens per episode. Uh, we get eighty listens per week. Each episode will generate anywhere between twenty, and this is just one uh, of the streaming services that I'm in. So right, the yeah. one the one that I pay attention to most is SoundCloud. That's where we host the site or host the content for the podcast. So uh, that will generate anywhere between 20 to 30 on the average per podcast episode. Okay. Um, generally, though, every week we generate anywhere between 80 to 200 listens. Okay. Yeah, depending. Right. Depending. Like, it could be and, anything. It could be I, I released two episodes. And, uh, for whatever reason, people are interested in something weird yeah. that we talked about, like the ghost stories episode. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason, generated a lot of listens. It's and, just, I never so, know what people like. Yeah, you know? Like, we, we, we talk about how we, we can do whatever the fuck we want with this podcast, which is, I think, why you and I do it or mm-hmm. why you do it and why I participate. um but like even though we don't have a big audience like i think we both genuinely care about Mm -hmm. entertaining the audience you know i don't want to be putting stuff out and just episodes of of me talking on and on because i you know having me having a conversation with me is like a word assault you know (laughs) it's just this this battlefield of words that pour out of me I don't want to be doing that. You know, if, if the audience is like, fuck that guy, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be entertaining people. I want, I want the people to be listening to me to, and say, I really enjoy that content, you know? Yeah. But we, it's not like we're getting a lot of feedback, you know? I, I guess I could put out a form, but we don't have the following to actually have people fill out the form. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we probably have, uh, and I could be under or overestimating, but across the board, we probably have maybe 200 subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Or, you know, like loyal listeners. Right. Um, and that's across all the things. Um, I just recently put us on, on Stitcher. So we're on there now. So start, you know, we might see some, you know, interest there, but whatever the case, uh, you know, it's, we like, you can't get 200 people to fill out a form. 
you know, to no. give us their opinion. We'd be lucky if we got two people. Yeah. And two people don't what I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. And two people yeah. would not be enough of a feedback. But right. So like if I can get any one of these outlets up to a thousand, it would mean something for the podcast in a lot of ways. It can probably generate some cash. It can make it interesting. We can we can go to more uh affiliate links and stuff like that. Like and, and it's just like just like any like YouTube or Instagram is the more people you get listening to your podcast and rating your podcast, the higher it, the, the more it's going to show up mm. when people search, you know, relevant topics to whatever we're doing, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So, I so mean, relevant topic wise, <laughs> let's talk Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's talk Spider-Man. So, uh, spoilers, if you guys have not seen Spider-Man, I don't know what rock you've been living under, but uh, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Far... Let me no Way again. Home. Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, Which um, I think I read that it just overtook Avatar for like longest run or not longest run but like most profitable run or something like that nice nice because i mean i don't understand why avatar is considered such a good movie or why it did so well because that movie was terrible that movie's horrible i mean it's it's amazing it's a you know it's a film like a cinematic marvel right but in terms of storytelling it's horrible you know yeah. um I, I i couldn't stand that movie uh i didn't I, I dare not watch it again and i hope when, you, I, when i went to see that movie i actually i went it, it was uh i think i went with the boy mm. you know he was he was pretty little when that movie came out but i went with the boy we went to see it in 3d and like 30 minutes like i can't do 3d movies uh they i get a splitting headache almost instantly from the 3d oh wow and uh and so like halfway through the movie not half like half an hour into the movie i was like i can't stay here for this i'm gonna go into the next again there was another theater like literally two doors down that had started a regular showing of it like 10 minutes after the three so i just like left the theater walked into the regular one and watched the rest of it in there and then i was pissed off (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah, I don't understand why the movie's so high, but like Spider-Man Far From Home or Far No, no way, way Home. No Way Home. No Way Home. These home these home names, they they got I'm glad they're probably done with that. But anyway, like what an amazing movie, man. Mm-hmm. Like like uh it's not it's not, you know, treaded in any new water in terms of like uh you know, like technology wise right right one of the things that it's doing is that it is kind of cutting edge is now it's beginning to do this whole multiverse thing yeah and that's a big deal because you've got and i mean they they've toyed with it in in some of the avengers movies already yeah but not to the same degree as as this one where you're bringing sony and marvel together and they're 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 like sharing intellectual property yeah which is kind of unbelievable and it's fantastic it's yeah. so fantastic but like i mean they did a little bit of this in in in, in uh, spider-man into the spider-verse 
right? Yeah. But that's animation. You can do anything in animation. Uh, uh, right. And, yeah. and that's a Sony movie, right? Right. Well, and and so like it didn't bring in a lot of Marvel or anything like that. You know, no. you didn't have the crossover. And uh I was I was a little bit disappointed that that somehow Spider-Verse didn't make an appearance in this movie. Yeah. I was a little disappointing, but like I get it. It's about all these Peter Parkers coming together as opposed to Miles Morales. Yes. Oh man. That, that moment. Okay. So first off, like, let's talk about when they brought in the first Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, right? Andrew, they opened that scene, you know, they're in that. The first other Spider-Man. Yeah. The first other Spider-Man. So it's, it's uh, MJ and Ned and they're hanging out in this kitchen at Ned's, like grandma's house yeah right or, or i'm sorry lola's house because yeah. you know ned's filipino yeah. um and that's what they call the grandma and so uh <laughs> ned does the circle thing and then andrew garfield's like what's going on and i'm yeah. like the, a minute there i was like oh shit like i went to i went to see it i did not know this was going to happen i had a hinkling an idea i couldn't believe that it was fucking Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield yeah. turns around and he starts walking towards the hole. And I'm like, wait a minute. What superhero, knowing that they can get into all kinds of fucking trouble, would actually walk through walk a portal? Walk through the hole. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. what's going on? And like, Ooh. it was kind of cheesy, that yeah. bit of it. And, Although, but, I mean, they 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 did a decent job of explaining it. Like, I I guess like putting myself in the position of, of that Peter Parker where like, okay, so I've, I've clearly been sucked into an alternate universe. <laughs> what's another portal? Fuck it. I'm going through it. You know, yeah. at this yeah. point, what's another portal? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, like how many portals have that guy probably been through probably yeah. billions, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and then next thing, you know, they do the other Peter Parker, um, Toby Toby McGuire. Yeah. And he comes through. I'm like, holy shit, they got the other one. Like my head yeah. was just going. Poof, poof, poof. I was just my yeah. head was just exploding the whole time. I could not fucking believe it. And then they were like shooting webs. And, and they like they did they did like tread on some ground that Spider-Verse already trod on, you uh -huh. know, like where where you've got these different Peter Parkers and, and you've got Toby Maguire who's like a little bit older, a little bit wiser, maybe a little bit grizzled. Yes. Know? You've got Andrew Garfield, who's uh, the Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker, who's not necessarily grizzled, but he's kind of um, he's done some dark stuff. He's, he's dark. Supposedly. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 let the darkness take him a little bit. And then you've got Tom Holland, Peter Parker, who's still a kid. Yeah. Just trying to figure it out. Yes. You know? And that's that's like the same. That is this exactly the same ground that spider-verse trot on but uh -huh. it didn't bother me you know it didn't that like it was it was just kind of like okay like well one thing that i loved about spider-verse versus uh far from home or no way home is in spider-verse they had jake johnson who was the yeah. older peter parker and i just i love i love me some loser spider-man I yeah. love me some yeah. Spider-Man who's just like, 
has yeah. had his balls kicked in so he many did. times. Yeah. He's just like, he, he kind of, he almost doesn't care. He kind of does, right. but he can't That's, help himself. He always kind of fails. He does half-ass stuff, you know, yeah. like the Spider-Man getting sucked into a portal with a pizza. Like, give me more of that right. guy. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I was hoping, I'm like, please don't stop here. Like, yeah. you got Tobey Maguire. Why don't you pull in Jake Johnson and yeah. have him... You know, do do his Spider-Man version. You know, like that would yeah. be great because you got the the dorky, funny, old, beat up Spider-Man. You know. Yeah, yeah. The and, and that's an important part to I think. I think I feel like that's an important part to these superhero stories where there's still people at the day. At the mm. end of the day, they might they might be superheroes, but there's still people who have emotions and you know you don't always triumph over that stuff sometimes some things happen in your life and they break you yeah and maybe maybe you recover from it maybe you don't but like i i like that aspect of of superhero stories is when they when they go there and they show you that you know even thor can be broken and yes. become fat Thor. And like You're fat Thor, <laughs> it's not even fair because like fat Thor is still so much in better shape than I will ever be in my life. Yeah. But like, but it's not, so it's not really fair to call him fat Thor. And I didn't actually <laughs> particularly like fat Thor in the movie. Like I, I, I kind of felt it was a little cheesy, but, but like, I still love that exposure of of the character that it doesn't matter if you're a superhero if you're a demigod whatever sometimes existence is rough man yeah sometimes horrible shit happens and there's just no you have to be broken for a little while yeah and and, and i yet, think everybody experiences that at some point i think an interesting aspect that you're bringing up is is that some of these in, in the hero's journey in a story where the hero has to because the hero can't be the same person that he is in the beginning of the story the protagonist always has to grow somehow he has to learn he has to accomplish some kind of epiphany by the end of the story yeah and the amazing thing about what they did with thor is usually when it comes to these physical heroes um the way they get broken is they get broken physically they lose a right. fight you know is usually how they you know how this happens to them right but his 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 breaking or his loss was emotional it was emotional yeah. and it it manifested itself physically by being fat you know by mm -hmm. overeating mm -hmm. and 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 not taking care of himself showing that even a god can get fat you know and and or a god can like try to feed whatever is bothering him yeah emotionally but with food so like even gods can make mistakes in how they take care of themselves and so i think that's why fat thor is so compelling because it's it's they took that part of of the human experience and made yeah. it and made it a, a superhero and it's it's amazing because it just like for me i just I, it made me love fat thor because i'm fat edgar and <laughs> I'd like to think that I'm a god <laughs> on the inside, and then all I need to do is maybe do a few push-ups, and then, then you know I, I'll be I'll be 
you know a god again you know what i'm saying and yeah yeah but like uh but it, it makes it it, may, it makes him human right it makes it makes him vulnerable right and um that happens a lot with with all these superhero characters like, it, like that's why these stories are so good these and, days and i thought that was one of my favorite aspects of no way home was that we see peter parker get broken yeah. we see our current peter parker get broken and he gets broken emotionally like multiple times throughout the film it's just this steady pile of you know he's he's dealing with the fact of being exposed and carrying the weight of the whole world thinking that he murdered mysterio you know um carrying the weight of of all of that of the stuff that happened in the prior film and then he's carrying the weight of the fact that because of his actions, or at least because of the actions that have been laid at his feet, now his friends are paying a price. Yeah. Right. So he's, he's carrying that weight. And that's, that's kind of like a constant Peter Parker theme throughout all of the comic books and stuff is that just by virtue of being Spider-Man, he has to bear all this weight. He has to bear the weight of the consequences for the other people in his life. Yeah. Know? That's why, and you're right, it's an absolute big point or problem for Peter Parker, and that's why he wears the mask. Yep. And that's and then ultimately, and I don't know how spoilery I, I really want to get on this podcast. Like, I don't want to spoil Go for the, it. Big, the big main plot points. You know? Go for it. Because, I mean, okay. people should have watched it by this time. We gave them the spoiler but, warning. Go for it. But like, go for it. And, and so you have this steady build through the through the first act, like the whole first act is this steady build of all of this emotional and psychological weight that this kid is carrying. And it's a superhuman amount of weight that, uh, you know, is the kind of thing that would break anybody. And then in front of his eyes as a result of his plan and as a result of kind of his actions and choices Aunt may gets killed. Yes. And in this universe, in this version of Spider-Man, Aunt may is, uh, the, uh, um, the, the uncle, uncle, ben, the uncle, the uncle ben. ben, right. Yeah. Aunt may is uncle Ben in this universe. And so he has that that classic Spider-Man moment of with great power comes great responsibility, but it's coming from Aunt May and he has to watch her die again, just like in all the other Spider-Man stories as a result of his actions, you know, dude, um, that scene like, like the and the end. And then they have that scene where the three spider, the three part Peter Parker's come together. And it was and I think that's worth noting. It wasn't on the top of the high school. It wasn't three Spider-Mans. It was three Peter Parkers. Mm. You know, I think it's it's worth worth recognizing that. And, and so the three Peter Parkers come together and they they have that moment where our Peter Parker is is clearly broken. He's having his fat Thor moment, you know, and he's done. And then the three of them kind of talk and they find out that you know they all three have had basically the same experience mm. and it's it's the catalyst for reviving our peter parker you know 
Yeah, it's um, that scene where Aunt May dies. The way I took it, and I mean, honestly, you could take it either way, like the way you said it or the way or the way I'm thinking. Like maybe Aunt May was just kind of repeating what Uncle Ben said to him. Like she's maybe this has always been a mantra in their family. Mm -hmm. And so she just said with great power comes it's not even great power comes great responsibility. I forgot how she worded it. But the way she said it is how it was originally said in the comic books the first time it was ever said ever. Mm -hmm. So the the original time in the comics when Uncle Ben died, Uncle Ben said this. And that's how Aunt May said it. She said it the same exact way. But dude, that scene, like where Aunt May was dying, I was like, is she going to die? No, she's yeah. not going to die. She's okay. Oh, she, oh she's dead. You know? And I was like, fuck, dude. Tears, bro. Oh, yeah. I Tears. was bawling. I was like, Wah! I was just sitting there crying. I was like, I couldn't hold it in. It was killing me, dude. I was bawling. I went there with the boy. The boy was bawling, you know, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And it's one of those things where I knew it was coming. Uh, not because I had spoiled the movie for myself or anything. It was mm -hmm. just the moment that all the villains, you know, like they're the, the goblin uh, kind of reveals himself that he's been sabotaging this whole plan the whole time, you know, it was, oh, this is this is where Aunt May is going to die and we're going to have the Uncle Ben moment. You know, I, I just kind of knew it. I saw it coming a mile away just because it's Spider-Man and that's what happens in Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. yeah. And and it, like, believe me, it hadn't been lost on me that throughout these new movies, there hadn't been that moment. Like. That's Peter, true. Our, our, our Peter Parker sort of had that moment where Tony Stark had kind of become his uncle Ben in, in this current iteration of Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. But there, that, that uncle Ben moment really hadn't happened where he had, you know, he lost his mentor, but he didn't lose it. Like he didn't have this deep, intimate, personal loss, you know, it's, so that, that that's the basis for Spider-Man. That's how Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man is one of those heroes that just keeps getting his ass handed to him. And it's, it's, um, it's, it, it, it's just, it, he's the, he's the, he's the, the underdog, the guy you mm -hmm. cheer for. <sighs> I'm getting emotional right now, man. Fuck dude. Like I couldn't, I couldn't take it when Spider-Man like not only lost his MA and is basically by himself. Cause at the end of the movie, he's they not only does he not have his Aunt May, he's got he, nothing. He's got nothing, not even an identity. Yeah. yeah. He's got no high school diploma. Nothing. He's got nothing because that's how they solved the problem was they erased him yeah. you know there's and a this spider-man and was, that was there there's your your growth story you know like the hero you you follow your classic hero's journey and the protagonist has to grow and make a change yeah. and the movie starts out with him trying to 
to save his friends from from the trouble that they're in by being associated with him. Yeah. The college, right? all the stuff. Yeah, like he he's trying to cheat a little bit. He's trying to cheat and and undo uh the exposure to them. And that's how the whole mess starts. And it, and it was because he didn't want to, he kind of didn't, I don't know that he didn't want to, but he didn't see a way of owning up to whatever he had to own up to, you know? And then the, that's where the big change comes, where you get to the end of the movie, you get to the climax where he decides the only way out of this is to make because because in the, in the opening it's Doctor Strange is casting the spell to make people forget, and Peter keeps changing the parameters of the spell so the spell breaks, and it causes this rift, this big problem, you know. And they get to the end of the movie, and the rifts are breaking open, and and it, you know it's basically the end of the universe is is kind of going to come about as as a result of this broken spell, and. And the, the reason that he had been changing the parameters of, of the spell was because he didn't want people to forget him. They just wanted to forget that he was Spider-Man. And, uh, but there were still people that needed to remember. And, and so he's making it all more complicated. Dr. Strange fucks it up. It causes a problem. Then you get to the end of the movie. And, and that's where he's made the growth where he's like, I understand now. There's no way out of this. If, if I want to fix things, if I really want to fix things, I have to make this great personal sacrifice of being erased from, from everyone's memory, not just Spider-Man, Peter Parker. And he makes that sacrifice. He, he grows, he matures emotionally to the point where he understands that that's the sacrifice he has to make. And it, it's very moving in a comic book way. Mm hmm but it's very moving to see the growth. The You make a great point, which was that I was going to add, was at the end of the movie, nobody knows who he is. He has no high school diploma. No, he has to pay his own rent. He's got to do all this. He's He's got to grow up almost immediately. Yeah. High yeah. school is done. All the, all the training wheels have been taken off. He doesn't have the... the, the the Spider-Man suit that Iron Man gave him. He's he's back to street level superhero Spider-Man. Not it's not just cosmic like, not cosmic at, Avenger Spider-Man. Yep. It's just like at the end of the second Tobey Maguire Spider-Man flick. Where at the end at a certain point in that movie he's kind of got everything going for him. And then you get to the end and it's him standing in that, that hovel of an apartment all alone by himself, no job, no nothing. And, and he just has to figure it out. Yeah. And he's got to, he's going to have to do this all on his own. Yep. He's got no help, no Avengers because there's no Avengers to help him. There's nobody left. There's no. nobody, nobody all by himself. He's got to be a and, man now. And I'm one, I have to wonder if there was a level to the writing there that was acknowledging the fact that look we can do this for fan service of bringing these two IPs together you know bringing bringing Sony together together with Marvel mm -hmm. we can do it we can make a real big shot of it but there's no way we're doing this again 
<laughs> and so I wonder if like there was a level to the writing of how do we get out of this gracefully so that, you know, Avengers can move on and Spider-Man can move on in their own directions. I think, I think that was a part of the writing, like part of it, they, they wanted to be able to write themselves out of being in Avengers. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see that happen. I hope not. But well, so, and look, I can see it continuing to happen the way that it happened in the Avengers movies, where frankly, like Spider-Man wasn't a huge component of them, except maybe in Endgame, right? But but like like Spider-Man was kind of an ancillary character every time he's brought into that universe. And then like now we we've gotten to the point where where it's like just just for like legal and financial reasons this can't go on it's got to be i mean they've got to have like an army of lawyers and accountants trying to figure out how to make the whole thing work and everybody involved is like this is exhausting and it's not worth it we have to figure <laughs> out how to divorce these two universes um i understand what you're saying and I bet you're 100% right. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want Spider-Man in Marvel. Um, not that I have anything to say about it, but, you know, um, well, you can't, you know, you can't take Spider-Man out of Marvel. If this movie had flopped really badly, I'm willing to bet Sony would have been like, hey, Marvel, you want to buy Spider-Man back? We'll, we'll sell you the IP back. The problem is the movie did not flop. No, <laughs> my friend, this movie, this, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the comic book that's based on this movie, No Way Home, because there's a comic book where they take this story where uh, Dr. Strange does all the same things that he did in this story and tries to fix um, Aunt May dying, actually. No, okay. It's, it's, it's a twist on that story. It's a much better story, the the story that we see in the movies. But anyway, um, so they took all these uh, pieces from that comic book and threw it into this movie, and it's amazing. But like the one point that I wanted to bring up, the other point that just killed me because someone asked me, is this like, should I watch all the Spider-Man? And one of the things that was like ringing in my head was you say, I don't want to watch all the fucking Spider-Man just to watch Spider-Man or I don't want to watch all these movies yeah. just so that I don't have the kind of time. And all I could say in my head is just like, like, I, I, I can't tell you which ones to watch because then it because will give it away. Spoil. Yeah, it's going to spoil it. Just watch all the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> yeah, right. Watch all of them. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Watch all of them. I, I got to be honest. I have not seen the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man flicks. That, uh, I, I've seen parts of them. Uh -huh. Like I, I've seen the Gwen Stacy thing where he like he he webs her and catches her. But but like the fall is so fast that it still breaks her neck. Yeah, she like. I think something happens. I, I, it's weird how they kind of shot the scene, but she either hits the head, her head or her body still hits the ground when he webs her because there's elasticity in the web. Yep. Or is it, I can't tell if it's that 
or if it's her body just breaking that's what i what the way that i assumed it was was Uh that it's you know he catches her bodily with the webs but then she has the like when the webs snap like they they catch her it it, you know she whiplashed and i'm willing to bet like like it's just like oh it broke her neck and she died yeah I that's the she, way that i took it but yeah i took it like her body still hit the ground like her head and everything still hit mm-hmm. the ground but she was because she's only like two feet or whatever off the mm-hmm. ground and the web is elastic enough for her to hit the ground anyway so like he still didn't save her but dude i'm getting caught up right now just thinking about it but like when andrew garfield saves mj he oh, like oh you are getting caught yeah up. i am he yes. like redeems himself or yeah. at least in his own for life. himself for, for himself, himself. Yeah. yes because you know he saved the girl he couldn't save yeah yeah in the same way and learn from the first time that it happened like i can't i can't even fucking talk i'm just it's know, beautiful I, I, it's beautiful it, it's beautiful but like dude instead of webbing her catches her in, in his arms yeah to make sure that she doesn't hit the ground right yeah it's just like and and the funny thing about ugh, shit, <laughs> the funny thing about andrew garfield and uh i forget her name uh emma stone the, emma stone andrew garfield and emma stone actually were dating during those movies they were actually oh, really a, yeah they were a thing and they broke up only because i i guess because he let her die <laughs> well they broke up in real life because <laughs> because their path the career paths took them i guess in different directions and they weren't spending yep. enough time anymore um but yep. with that said there was so much charisma in those movies um i will not kid you the second spider-man is pretty bad I, I didn't see it. Yeah, I don't know. The first one, I like the first Amazing Spider-Man. The first Amazing Spider-Man is pretty good. Not as good as the Tobey Maguire movies, although do- Tobey Maguire's The third movies- Tobey Maguire movie is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, that yeah. Was, I was about to add, they're all kind of cheesy because Sam Raimi wants to put a little cheese in his movies. But yeah. that's because uh, you have to watch these things with some respect to the, the context of the time frame during which they were made. But also the director, the director and what he's like for when he, when he and, makes movies. Right. That guy, he and, makes funny, cheesy movies. And at that time, you know, there when those movies came out, there had been like a string of very serious, very dark comic book movies, stuff like The Punisher. And, you know, that, that were cheesy for the amount of... Uh, they, they weren't even cheesy in like a comic book sense. They were cheesy in a over the top, uh, aggressive, uh, almost gory kind of um, way. Right. And here comes Sam Raimi making these Spider-Man movies that that are comic book movies or like uh, the first Incredible Hulk movie that was directed by Ang Lee. Mm. Like that is super super intense, super serious, very dramatic, you know? And here comes Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man coming along at that time. 
and it's over the top in every way. It's very much a comic book experience when you watch that. It's it's melodramatic uh-huh. and it's uh, cartoonish to a degree. Yeah. And it has a lot of humor in it. And like, I almost feel like those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were they were like Joss Whedon movies before Joss Whedon movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had that same sensibility of this isn't just an action movie. It's also a comedy, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of, and, and it, I don't think you see that. I think what I liked about the Sam Raimi's is at least for the first two, they were, they were, there was a little cheese, but it was, it wasn't too much. Like there was parts, right. it was there was parts that got me uh, that annoyed me a little bit, like the Green Goblin asking Spider Man to help, you know, the, to team up with him was a yep. little cheesy. Uh, the 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 scene where Doc Ock wakes up with his arms still attached, yeah, that was very very Sam Raimi kind of horror like. Yes, yes, but that's one of my favorite scenes. Oh, I, I and you know? I love, you know, all of these things that I'm saying about the Sam Raimi movies. They're not criticisms. They no. were made to fit a specific genre and a specific vision. And they're perfect. Yes. And the villains in when I say the movie is very dramatic, very melodramatic, the the characters, the villains are not like they have their villainous soliloquies. You know, yeah. Doc Ock and the Green Goblin, they have this, this, these dialogues where they're saying things that the only place people ever say anything like that are in the pages of comic books. Yes, which you is know? funny because uh, they, the, in, in this version of Spider-Man, no, uh, no Way Home, the kids make fun of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like right. wait a minute, really? Your name is Doc Ock, you know? Yeah. It's, right, and 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 I think it's it's paying it's in a way paying homage to that. Yeah, to the to that nature of the. It's not like making poking fun at it so much as it's acknowledging, like that was the vision of those movies was to quite literally bring the comic book to life and bring that comic book experience to life. And yeah, the, the, the kids make fun of them because like they, they even poke fun at like the way they talk and stuff like yeah. that. And it, you can actually see a very clear uh, difference in the characters like um, uh, Green okay. Goblin uh-huh. and Doc Ock are very, very, very much more classic comic book over the top melodramatic villains in the way that they speak and the way that they act and the way that their characters are formed. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, The lightning guy, Uh, Electro Um, Electro and Sandman are much more just like, no, they're regular kind of people. They talk like regular people, you know, they act like, like regular people. Cause, and it, it's totally like, like it's paying homage to the fact that like, you're bringing characters together from slightly different visions of Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. You know, I think that's one of my favorite things. Cause like, that's so evident when they bring them to the condo and they're walking around and you, you have a lizard, you have a, a man with 
you know, octopus arms or whatever attached to his body. You have all this weirdness walking around these con- in this condo and they don't even know what to do with the shit in the condo. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, but it's also it, like, you know, it's telling you, it's showing you the juxtaposition, the, the, just, the juxtaposition of, of their reality and, and them being in this reality. Right. And yeah. how it doesn't mix. Right. So, but I mean, that's a good point that you bring up because Electro and the Sandman, they were a little more chill. They weren't as, right. although they were, Sandman was from the same universe because right. he was from the Sam Raimi movie. But the lizard and the uh, Electro character, they were from the or Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually meant to talk about Lizard as yeah. opposed to Sandman. But Sandman was, I mean, Sandman was always just a regular guy. He didn't have these, even in the Sam Raimi movies, like he, he wasn't, he didn't turn into this like melodramatic megalomaniac <laughs> the way that Norman Osborn and uh, Doc Ock did, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, it, you know, it, I just, I, I really appreciated that. And also not for nothing. I don't know if they were doing de-aging or if they, they um, did because uh, Alfred Molina looked way better in this movie than he did in the original. <laughs> it's uh, steroids. Like he looked, he looked like ten years younger than yeah. Alfred Molina did when he made them that original movie. Yeah, it's steroids and blood of the youth. I, I don't think I, I don't think they de-aged Willem Dafoe all that much. I mean, they, maybe they did, but they they de-aged the character or the actors. They they okay. did a, quite a bit of that, but I mean, they look fantastic, and it was really well done. Like yeah. digital makeup, I think it's what it's called, or you know, whatever you want to call it. But it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, but with uh, one, I think the the one thing I wanted to say was uh, there's that scene where. Spider-Man's about to lose the whole thing, right? He yeah. knows that there's no way out and that the only thing they can do is wipe the memories of everyone. It's the easiest and most responsible mm-hmm. thing to do. Everyone across all, all realities. Yeah. Although it only as it, per, well, I don't know. I, that was actually a it, question. Like, how does that, the whole thing <laughs> pertain to the other two Peter Parkers? I, I don't. I think I think it's just this reality okay. so that they don't have to mess with bringing other realities together. Yeah. You know, so they they basically were just going to mind wipe everyone in this in this world and he's got to say goodbye to MJ. And he says, "Look, I'll come and find you." Right? Mm-hmm. And so he eventually does. He goes to a coffee shop where she works and, you know, uh uh, what's his name? Ned is there, and they're not even talking to each other. They just happen to be in the same place at the same time. But whatever. Like he comes in and he he wants to say something to her, and he and it's something stops him. And I can't remember what it was. The I part of me was thinking like he doesn't want. He was just gonna tell her like right out right out of the gate. You know, I'm I'm Spider Man. You remember me? You know, we were in love. Blah blah blah. And I don't know what stopped him, but he had this moment where it's just like it, maybe it's better that I just leave them alone. Yeah, because they were happy. 
well maybe they're what they're safe yeah exactly and she has this pendant the pendant that she gave him or that he gave her in the second movie mm -hmm. and uh or far from home which i keep saying accidentally but she has this pendant and so she's sitting there and something inside her remembers peter parker and she i think she holds the pendant or she touches it something about the pendant and that moment that she had with him there was a, there was a slight thing and so there's something there yeah. and you know it gives you hope yeah that he'll that they'll meet again because they said one of the things he said to her is, is like i don't we're not going to kiss right now because first of all it's i think good that they didn't kiss it's age appropriate yeah. they're little right supposedly <laughs> they're supposed <laughs> they're, to be little kids they're adults they're, they're no, 18 19 years old no they're not they're babies all okay right? <laughs> all right anyway they're little they're, they're kids well, you right? never kissed anybody when you were 18. well it's not about me <laughs> ah, okay All right. anyway uh so like so these kids you know she says they we're gonna kiss like when it's when when you find me again i'll know it's you right mm -hmm. so like you could just see that there's this passion that he has for her and all he wants to do is blurt out all the things that have been floating yeah. around in his head this whole time and he's got to hold back and be responsible be a grown-up you know so he walks out of there with his coffee and that's the other thing he's drinking coffee you know yeah like like a grown-up coffee in a, in a in a little yeah. shitty cup the diner coffee not the yep. coffee you get at starbucks not the fancy coffee right the coffee little... from a bun coffee maker yes it's been sitting on the warmer tray and it tastes like scorch <laughs> it tastes like ash yes that's what he's drinking and he's going there drinking adult coffee to see his girl and hopefully that she'll in hopes that she'll remember him and then you know he he goes back to his shitty apartment he's doing all the responsible things that adults do he's trying to get it he's trying to like get a diploma what is it what is that called again the, the GED the, the GED yeah the good enough diploma yeah and so he's doing all that stuff and he's he's being an adult because like, a kid would have just went in there and, and yep. told them right told the whole story yep you know because like I've I, I've bought gifts for my wife in the past. My son can't keep it to himself. Mommy, he bought you this. Yeah, <laughs> that's what kids do. Yeah, an adult, an adult, an adult exerts self control. Yeah, yep. And so he walks out of there. And he can't say he can't he can't tell the girl of his dreams that he loves her. I was like tragic. I was like. Bleh. You were, you, so you you cried at least four times during this movie dude i think i started crying at one point and never stopped i think i just cried. <laughs> like like i think by the times the, the three spider-man showed up i was already in tears and i didn't stop crying till i saw venom at the <laughs> end of the movie <laughs> I was that bugged room. me actually okay that bugged me like i i appreciated it don't misunderstand me. I appreciated it, but uh -huh. at the same time, it bugged me because it's like, well, why is he getting pulled into this universe? That's not Peter Parker. And he doesn't know anything about Peter. He doesn't know Spider-Man exists. He doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And the whole thing is about how like all of the everyone 
who knows that that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is coming here now to get him. Yeah. You know, and uh, like across the entire multiverse. Yes. What the hell is he doing there? So doesn't make any sense to me. See, here's here's the thing, because you're not a comic book nerd. And also, I don't know if you saw the second Venom. Movie. And now I let me also say that that like five minute or two minute end credit scene with Eddie and Venom at the bar at some bar on a beach, wherever they were. Acapulco in was it Acapulco? I, I think I think so. And the bartender is uh, the the um, Danny Rojas from from Ted uh, Ted Lasso, yeah. you know, and, and like that two minute end credit scene was better than the entire second Venom. <laughs> well, I mean, did you watch the end credit scenes of the second Venom? I think so, because in that scene, Spider like Eddie's sitting there and he's having a conversation with Venom, and they're going back and forth, and he's like, "You have no idea what I have seen. You know, our consciousness is multiverse or, or it's multiversed. Uh-huh. It's interdimensional. We have a symbiotic or we have a collective consciousness. We all know what all of us knows across all dimensions." Oh, okay. So now that makes more sense. Okay. So in I, one so I must not have stuck around. I did not like Venom yeah. too. Well, and so like, I didn't have the patience to sit around for the end credits. Okay. So then at that point, he's laying in bed in Alcapulco and in that Alcapulco bed that he was laying in, it was a motel someplace. It was a shitty place. It was yeah. like all beat up and it was like a hidden away motel. And he's laying on his back. He's talking to Venom and, and they're going back and forth. He's like, I'm about to show you all the shit that I know. I'm just going to give you a piece because if I tell you everything, your brain is going to explode, right? And then uh-huh. just then, the whole room starts, you know, starts freaking out, right? Yep. And then, boom, it pops up he pops into a new dimension. Like the room is all clean and beautiful. It's like another version of the room he was staying in. And he walks up to the television and on the television, they have Spider-Man and his, and his whole like stuff being exposed. But the reason he got pulled in is because in one of the other dimensions, Venom, Tobey Maguire, Venom or Venom in the Tobey Maguire uh, movies, knew who Peter Parker was in terms of Spider-Man. So, right. So because that one knew, they all know. And then that's what pulled Eddie into this uh, dimension. Although he didn't fight with the other guys, but he was supposed to be the sixth member of the Sinister Six. And there was, there was, there was some stories floating around supposedly that at one point he was going to be a bad guy trying to kick the shit out of the Spider-Man. And then eventually he changes sides and becomes the hero because he's the dark Avengers, evil hero yeah. character. And he jumps on board with the Spider-Man and fight the bad guys. So then there would have been four spider people. Gotcha. Okay. But you know, they, they, they so is, Venom is another Sony property, right? Correct. Because it's he's a, a Marvel property. It's a Sony property. It's a Marvel. Well, 
it's a marble character but i mean yes it belongs to yeah like i i don't mean in terms of the comic book i mean in terms of the cinematic universe you are correct okay All so right. like because he is a spider-man villain everything that has to do with spider-man yeah um they uh you know that's belongs to that but one last point if you notice the reason they brought venom in and then kicked him out right away was because he left a tiny bit of venom yeah goo. left a little bit of goo and so now we're going to eventually so get a black suit spider-man there's there's going to be another venom a new venom yeah it should get interesting yeah so anyway man so uh we better get going <laughs> All right. And I know you're short on time, but uh, you got anything else you want to add before we get going? No, man, this is uh, I I loved No Way Home. I really did. And I I went into it expecting like the boy took me to see it. The boy was like, he had already seen it. He's like, you have to see this. It's really good. And I kind of wasn't going to see it because I, I have reached superhero fatigue (laughs) just like i i am i just kind of don't care anymore and so i wasn't gonna go see it i'm glad i went to see it i will say and i'm sticking with this even now even after seeing no way home and and giving it you know two thumbs up and saying it's a great great spider-man movie I, I still am sticking to my guns that Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man movie of them all. I don't know. I don't know which one's my favorite. I like them both so much. I like them all. They're all my favorite. <laughs> I think, I like think my Tom Holland is probably my favorite cinematic Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire in second place, you know, mm-hmm. um, before this movie, I was probably would have come down on the Tobey Maguire side of that equation, but I don't know. Tom Holland's so damn charming. He's he just, is. he's so, so goofy and hapless. And he is the Peter Parker that you imagine from the comic books. Like he is just, absolutely. He's a goof. He's a genius who's goofy, can't really take anything seriously until it's way too late to take it seriously. And you know, um, yeah, I I like I like Tom Holland in the Spider-Man role a lot. But anyway, yes. Yeah, this it's a good, good, very, very good movie. Yeah, I hope I hope one of the things they do is because uh, they're supposedly Andrew Garfield. Um, what's his name? Um, the Venom that we know is supposed to be in the Andrew Garfield universe. So Venom is eventually oh, going to okay. fight that Andrew Garfield. The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, the Amazing Spider-Man. And then I'm, that franchise died because two was just not very good. <laughs> yeah, two was very bad. But And the Venom movies haven't been great, man. They have not. They have not been great. There's they, there is some magic missing there. Yeah, they they're they they they're missing the mark. Just they just they're they're getting there. Yeah, but it's still it's still not very good. Those movies. Right. I'm, I'm glad they're making them. Keep making them. I think you're gonna get there. <laughs> I'll yeah, keep watching yeah. them. Yeah. I know. I know. Not my cousin Dan won't watch them, but I will. You know. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I mean, I'll probably watch them once they land on streaming, you know. But like, I, yeah, I don't know. 
I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm at, I, I really am. I'm like comic book fatigue. It's just, no. I, there are other movies that I would rather see get made. Yeah. Know? Yeah, me too. Me too. But, you know, uh, on that topic, just before we go, uh, I'm hoping that maybe they get Emma Stone back and they She's have her dead. No, they bring her back but from a different universe. From a different from a different universe okay. as Spider Gwen, the Ghost Spider, the White Spider that, girl. That would be cool. They bring her back. They put it together with the Andrew Garfield Spider Man, yeah. and happily ever after. Uh, that, that would be cool. I could be down with that. That would be my wish. I would just be in tears the whole fucking time. That's All right, such dude. a sap. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks so much, night, my cousin Dan, for coming on. Talking yeah, Spider-Man with me. All right. You have a good night, man. You too, brother. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. The music you're listening to is titled Maverick by Ui. And you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. And if you do go over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so that you know that I sent you. As you know, I'm a big comic book fan, and man, you know, I got emotional. Uh, I can't help it. You gotta love Spider-Man. You just, you just got to. You gotta root for the guy. It was good to have not my cousin Dan on the show. Uh, you know, I miss the dude. He's one of my closest friends. Anyway, so if you're digging what you're listening to, and you want to find out more about us, head on over to our website, thefloralpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy some merchandise. Don't you forget that you can also follow us on Instagram under the name The Floral. Or you can follow me, Edgar Otraves, under the name Edgar Otraves. And of course, don't forget to follow Not My Cousin Dan under the name Dentastic Sizzler. And that's on Instagram. And as always, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts at. And press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening to this. We will catch you next time. Bye.